Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Jesus condemns he doesn't condemn the sinner, but he condemns tradition. He condemns the, the pharisaical mindset, this, this tradition, this religious mindset of I can do this in order to be made right with God. This is what the Pharisees thought. They thought that because they could follow the law or they thought what they thought with themselves, because we have the law, we can follow it and we can be made right with God in this way. But this isn't the truth at all. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. I don't believe that you're here by accident, nor do I believe that you're here by coincidence, but I believe that the Lord has led you here because he has something great in store just for you. And I'm telling you, you don't want to miss it. All right, so... As you know, we are currently in a series right now. We're, we're in a Bible commentary series entitled Walking Through the Word, where we are taking a journey through the book of John, a Bible commentary slash teaching journey through the book of John. And this is going to be part eight. All right. If you haven't already uh, watched any of our other episodes, I definitely encourage you to do so. You can find those at KingdomRock.org. Again, that's KingdomRock.org. Amen. So we're not going to prolong any time. We're going to uh, right back in where we left off it um, in part uh, in John chapter 5 uh, verse 16 so we're going to go ahead and start with the reading um, and again this is John chapter John chapter 5 verse 16 all right and we're going to be reading from an we're going to be reading from a new living translation amen so in it reads as follows so so the Jewish leaders began harassing Jesus for breaking the Sabbath rules but Jesus replied, my father is always working, and so am I. So the Jewish leaders tried all the harder to find a way to kill him, for he not only broke the Sabbath, but he called God his father, thereby making himself equal with God. So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing of himself. Rather, the son can, rather the son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son, and he shows him everything he is doing. In fact, the father will show him how to do even greater works than healing this man. Then you will truly be astonished. For just as the father gives life to those he raised from the dead, so the son gives life to anyone he wants. In addition, the father judges no one. Instead, he has given the son absolute authority to judge so that everyone will honor the son just as they honor the father. Anyone who does not honor the son, certainly rather anyone that does not honor the son is certainly not honoring the father who sent him. I tell you the truth, those who listen to my message and believe in God who, who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death into life. And I assure you that the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now when the dead will hear my voice, the voice of the Son of God. And those rather and those who will listen will live. The father has life in himself and he has granted that same life given power to his son. And he has given authority to rather he has given authority to judge everyone. Rather, he has given him authority to judge. Right? 27. And he has given authority to judge everyone because he is the son of man. Don't be surprised. Indeed, the time is coming when all the dead in their graves will hear the voice of God's son and they will rise again. Those who have done good will rise to experience eternal life. 
and those who have contained in evil will rise to experience judgment. I can do nothing of my own. I judge as God tells me. Therefore, my judgment is just because I carry out the will of the Father uh, who sent me, not my own will. Amen. And again, we started at verse 16. And just to give you a brief uh, uh, synopsis of what happened before verse 16, if you remember back in part seven, Jesus had just healed a man at the pool of Bethesda. Um, he had healed a man and he told the man, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. And the man had begun walking. Now, this man had encountered some of the Pharisees, some of the religious leaders, and it's against uh, the Sabbath rules. It's, it's against the law to carry your mat. Amen. 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 So they saw this gentleman carrying his mat. He's just been healed, but they saw that he was carrying his mat and they told the man, you're not supposed to be carrying your mat. The law forbids that. And the man said he, he ends up telling them that it was Jesus who told me to do it. So at this point, they, they are really upset with Jesus. They're, they're about to start harassing him and, and they're about to give him that word. Amen. So it, it's very interesting, though, and I, I think it's, it's, it's quite humorous in a way. Um, really notice how Jesus has a way of getting under the Pharisees skin and he did so with intention. It wasn't accidental, but he did so with intention. All right. They didn't like him because he made them feel uncomfortable. All right, he challenged the status quo. He challenged their tradition. In, in their eyes, they held truth. They held the law. And to them, Jesus, Jesus was in opposition to the law. But the truth of the matter is that they were actually opposing truth being Jesus. All right. See, see, the Pharisees thought that because they had the law, they knew the way to God. But understand that the way to God is absolute perfection. And every one of us has committed sin. So none of us can truly walk and, and follow that way to God in our own wits. All right. So they 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 misunder they had the law, but they misunderstood the purpose of the law. All right. Though it is impractical, they thought that they were made right with God by following the law. All right. But they failed to realize that the law was only a temporary fix to a permanent problem of being sin. Amen. So. Understand something. A permanent problem needs a permanent solution. All right. A temporary fix doesn't fix a permanent solution. And the permanent problem of being sin can only be dealt with by the permanent solution being Jesus. So and, and I want to make this point as well, too. I'm not saying that the law within itself is bad. All right. That the law itself isn't bad. The law is God's standard. The problem is, is us. The problem is us. The problem is us, our human nature, our, our, our sinful nature. We cannot follow the law because we are sinners. We have a sinful nature. And this is something that we adopted from, from the time of Adam, from, from the garden. We adopted it through each person. Every single person is born into sin. All right. So, again, the law itself isn't bad, but the issue is actually us. The issue is actually our sinful nature. Uh, Paul says it like this in Romans 3.23. He says, for all have sinned and have fallen short of God's glorious standard. But the Pharisees were so stuck in their ways, the Pharisees were so stuck in their traditions that they wanted to follow these rituals instead of receiving Jesus. They wanted to follow the law in order to try to get to God instead of receiving Jesus. Amen. They were trying to use the law and tradition as means of making, them, making themselves right with God. But even as I said earlier, a temporary fix, which was the law, could not fix a permanent problem being sin. So again, as we go back to verse 16, we, we, we can really see and understand the hostility that they had against Jesus. Because again, in their eyes, Jesus was challenging the law, which wasn't the case at all. 
or in their eyes, he was he was challenging the law. He was breaking the law in their eyes. But this wasn't the case at all. So, again, we can see here in verse 16, they're harassing Jesus. All right. They're giving Jesus that giving him the work. Um, and, and as I said earlier, Jesus had a way he had a way with, with, with and, and being intentional about it, too. But Jesus had a way of getting under the Pharisees skin. All right, and, and, and understand something now. Jesus doesn't do this because he dislikes the Pharisees. Jesus doesn't do this because he dislikes the religious leaders. All right, it, it's the it's the Lord's desire. It's Jesus' desire for everybody to to come to him. You know, it, it's his desire for him to to uh, to to, to, have, to win everybody's soul, including the Pharisees, including the Sadducees, including the religious, including the religious leaders at the time. But what Jesus had a problem with, it wasn't them, it wasn't the man, it wasn't the people, but it was a tradition that they held. All right, Jesus, understand something. And, and you can read through Jesus's ministry, you, you can read through his life. It's very interesting to note that throughout Jesus's earthly ministry, Jesus condemns, he doesn't condemn the sinner, but he condemns tradition. He condemns the, the pharisaical mindset, this, this tradition, this religious mindset of I can do this in order to be made right with God. This is what the Pharisees thought. They thought that because they could follow the law or they thought what they thought within themselves, because we have the law, we can follow it and we can be made right with God in this way. But this isn't the truth at all. All right, and Jesus came to, to challenge this truth, or this false truth, rather. He came to challenge this, and the Pharisees didn't like it at all. They didn't appreciate that. He, he, he made them feel uncomfortable. He challenged the status quo. They didn't appreciate this at all. All right, so Jesus doesn't endorse religion. All right, Jesus doesn't endorse tradition. Jesus doesn't endorse, as, as they said, Sabbath day rituals and Sabbath day uh, commands. Jesus doesn't endorse this. What does Jesus endorse on his earthly ministry? He endorses grace throughout Jesus's earthly ministry. What did he endorse? He endorsed grace. He endorsed grace for the sinner. He endorses grace throughout his earthly ministry. But the Pharisees think that, again, they can follow the law. And understand to be made to try to be made right with God through means that the law means that you are exempt from grace. All right. And we know that the way to salvation is through grace. Paul says it like this in Ephesians 2, where he says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is a gift from God. So understand, so if it's by grace that we are saved and not of ourselves, then this puts the Pharisees at a bit of a dilemma, right? Because they're trying to be made with God, they're trying to be made right with God by following the law, by trying within their own ability to do what the law says. And because of this, they became very prideful. And this is an issue before God. This is an issue to Jesus. Why is this? Because God declares in his word, he says, I resist the proud, but I give grace to the humble. So if it is grace that we need to be saved and God resists the proud and the Pharisees and the religious leaders are proudful, God cannot save them because he resists them. Amen. And this is why Jesus had a problem with the Pharisees. This is why Jesus had a problem, uh, an issue with the religious leaders. All right. He can't say somebody who is prideful. Amen. He can't say somebody who is prideful. We, we have to humble ourselves. The Bible says, uh, again, he resists the problem. He give grace to the humble. All right. So we have to even even coming to Jesus in salvation. We have to even humble ourselves there to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's a humbling experience. You have to come to the end of your own self and say, Lord, I am a sinner. I have messed up. I am a mess. I need a savior. You have to come to that place. Every single believer in, in, in the body of Christ have came to that place to the foot of the cross. 
There's a place that you have to start it in order to receive salvation, in order to receive grace. You have to start there. That's where it starts. It starts at humility. But again, the Pharisees were so prideful, and because God resists the proud, he can't give them grace. Otherwise, he would be going against his word. Amen? So again, this is why Jesus opposed the Pharisees. This is why Jesus was so against the religious leaders. Again, you can look throughout Jesus' ministry on this earth. He doesn't condemn the sinner. He doesn't, com- he doesn't condemn the, the woman that they caught in adultery. He doesn't con- the, condemn the, sin- the, the thief on the cross. He doesn't condemn the sinner. But he, he, he sits here and he condemns and he, and he comes against this tradition that the Pharisees try to, up- that the Pharisees try to uphold in order, to be try- in order to try to be made right with God. That's what Jesus didn't like. That's what Jesus didn't appreciate. Amen. All right, Jesus opposed the tradition. Jesus opposed this pharisaical mindset of the religious leaders and of the Pharisees. And I love how Jesus says in Matthew 23, 17, he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. He says, You're hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tomb, which, which indeed appear beautifully, rather beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. All right, so Jesus is basically saying, y'all look good on the outside. Y'all are doing things to make you, the, the outside look good, but you're filthy on the inside. That's what he is saying. Amen? But again, but the Pharisees are trying to remain under the law. All right, the Pharisees were trying to remain under the law. And, and I believe it says in the book of, uh, uh, I, I want to say it's, it's in the book of Romans that, that we are under grace. We're not under the law, we're under grace. But they wish to remain under the law. And again, to remain under the law means that you are exempt and cut off from Christ. You are exempt from grace. To, be, to remain under the law means that you have to follow the law perfectly. And we know that no man can do that, according to Romans 3.23. Amen. So again, it reads as follows. 16, verse 16 says, so the Jewish leaders begin harassing Jesus. All right, he just, he just healed a man. He told this man to stand up, pick up his mat, and walk. So Jesus pretty much, in their eyes, told this man to break the law. So now they're harassing him. 16 says, so the Jewish leaders begin harassing him. Jesus, uh, or rather, began harassing Jesus for breaking the Sabbath rules. But Jesus replied, my father is always working, and so am I. So the Jewish leaders try all the harder to find a way to kill him. For he not only broke the Sabbath, but he called God his father, thereby making himself equal with God. All right, so at this point to them, Jesus is really out of pocket. He's really going left at this point. All right, not only has he told a man to, to, to break the Sabbath rules, to break the law, to go against the law, but now he is saying that my father is always working, I, and because he's always working, I'm working. He is claiming uh, equality with God. Amen? This made them upset. At this point, they're, they're trying to find a way to kill him. They're harassing him. They, they want to kill him. They want to get rid of him. All right, he's breaking tradition. He's going against the law. He, he's, he, he's evil in their eyes. Amen. But uh, let's continue to read. Uh, as we continue to read, we can see how Jesus goes on further. He claims equality with God, but he goes further to, to show that he is actually equal with God. He goes further to show that he is actually God, the son. Amen. He's God in flesh. He's God incarnate. Let's look here at verse 19, and it reads as follows. It says, so Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him everything he is doing. In fact, the father will show him how to even do greater works than healing the man. Then you will truly be astonished. For just as the father gives life to those he raises from the dead, so the son gives life to anyone he wants. 
All right, let's stop right there for a second. Understand something. There are a few, there, there are certain qualities that only God possesses that makes God, God. All right, and one of those qualities is the ability to give life to those things, even those things which are dead. All right, this is a God quality. All right, so here we're going to see how just how Jesus is claiming equality to God and even uh, is saying that I am God. He, he is God. He's God the Son. Let's, let's look here at uh, Ezekiel 37 and 5, the uh, division of Ezekiel. It says, Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause bread to enter you, and you shall live. All right, let's also look at this life-giving power that only God can give here in 1 Samuel 2.6. It says, The Lord killeth and maketh alive. He bring it down to he bring it down to the grave and bring it up. Let's look here in the book of Acts uh, seventeen twenty five. It says he gives life and rather he gives life and breath to everything. He talking about God and he satisfy every need. Let's look at Job thirty three four. It says the breath of the Almighty gives life. Psalms thirty six nine says you are the giver of life. Talking about God. Deuteronomy 32, 39, the Lord speaking here. He says, see now that I, rather see now that I, even I am he, and there is no God beside me. I kill and I make alive. All right, so we see here with these scriptures, and there's, a, there's so many more that shows God having this, this, this life-giving power, the ability to give life, the ability to take life, and the ability to give life to even those things which are dead. Amen. So because the son has the ability to do this, and we know that the word cannot contradict itself, we, this is Jesus affirming that he is, in fact, God. If God is the only one who can give life and Jesus is saying, I can give life, Jesus is saying, I am God. Amen. But it doesn't just stop here. Jesus goes even further. Let's look at verse 22. And it reads, in addition, the father judges no one. Instead, he gives the son absolute authority to judge so that everyone will honor the son just as they honor the father. Anyone who does not honor the son is certainly not honoring the father who sent him. So Jesus says it rather. So Jesus says here it is a son who will judge, not the father. Now, understand something here. The word judge here in Greek is 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 krene, krene. And this word is also used in Romans three and six. And it says, if God we're not entirely fair. How would he be qualified to judge the ju judge that word judge judge the world? Amen. So it says God is going to judge the world. If God wasn't fair, how would he be qualified? All right. So we know that the Father, God, the Father, says that the Son is going to judge. That Jesus is going to judge. He gives that power to Jesus. And we see here in Romans three six. It says if God wasn't if God were not entirely fair, how would he be qualified to judge the world? So the same uses of this word uh, judge here in, in the Greek, use, the, the Greek uses as well. The same uses of this word is used as well in many other parts of Scripture. And this points to Jesus being God because God has the power to judge. Jesus has the power to judge. The father says, I'm going to give the power to, to the son. In other parts of Scripture says God is going to be judging. So Jesus, God, the son will be the one that's going to be judging. Amen. This affirms that he is God the Son. He is God in flesh. He is God incarnate. Amen? And I love how Jesus ends this point in, in, in 22 and 23. He says, in verse 23, he says, So that everyone will honor the Son just as he honor the Father. Anyone who does not honor the Son is certainly not honoring the Father who sent him. 
All right, so understand that honor simply means to recognize. So Jesus is saying to honor me, to recognize me, to recognize my position. My authority is to honor the father. And to not do so means to not rather and to not do so is just the same. You're not honoring the father. Amen. So even the way that we honor the father is tied to how we honor Jesus. And even the way that we honor Jesus is tied to how we honor the father. They're tied within each other. Amen. Jesus is God the son. I love how Philip says, Philip asked a question to Jesus in, in uh, the, the book of John, first four, uh, first, uh, chapter 14, I believe. Um, he says, he, he, asked, he asked Jesus, uh, you know, will you show us a father? And then Jesus replies, very interesting. He says, he says I've been with you for so long and you still ask me uh, to show you the father? All right, Jesus is, is constantly affirming that he is God. He is God. He is God. All right, he's God incarnate. He's God in flesh. He affirms this to us. He is God. Amen. And then let's look here at verse 24. Uh, verse 24 says, I tell you the truth. Those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They would never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death into life. And again, as I said earlier, God doesn't condemn the sinner. The believer who sins, God doesn't condemn them. Amen. God endorses grace in his earthly ministry. This this Bible is the book of grace. It's, it's the gospel of grace. God, he abounds us in grace. He gives us grace in every area of our lives. Amen. He doesn't condemn a sinner. He even says it here. He says, he's again, verse 24 says they would never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death to life. This is Jesus speaking. Amen. So, again, as a believer, you're not condemned for your sin. As I said earlier, because Jesus endorses grace. All right. And then let's look here at verse 25 as well. It says, and I assure you that the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now when the dead will hear my voice, the voice of the son of God. And those who will listen will live. The father has life in himself and he has granted that life, rather that same life giving power to his son. And he has given him authority to judge because he is the son of man. Amen. And we're going to we're coming to a close, but let's let's go ahead and wrap it up here. But I want to I want to make a point real quick. We see this these these different terms in the gospel inside the Bible, the son of God and the son of man. And it's easy to mistake that uh, the title son of God is higher than the title son of man. We think that the son of man, that title is less than the son of God. But this actually isn't the case at all. Or it's actually the complete opposite. All right, Jesus uses this title, Son of Man, um, exclusively for himself. This is something that he referred to himself as. It was exclusive. And this comes from um, Daniel 7. Uh, uh, Daniel had a vision, and we can see this in Daniel 7, uh, verses 13 and 14. And it reads as follows. It says, I saw... I saw in the night visions and behold with clouds of heaven and there came one like the son of man and he came to the ancient of days and was presented before him and to him was given dominion and glory in the kingdom that all peoples nation and languages should serve him. His dominion is a everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom one that shall never that shall never be destroyed. All right, so these things that Daniel is talking about speaks of a messianic king that the people of Israel was awaiting. All right, so Jesus is using this name for himself and, and, and him telling, and him using this name, he's telling the people of Israel, I am that messianic king. 
Are, he's telling the people, I am this messianic king. Right there in their faces, but many people look right over it. They didn't recognize it. Amen. And I want to go ahead and wrap it up here in uh, verse 28, uh, the 30. And it reads as follows. Uh, Don't be surprised. Indeed, the time is coming when all the day and the graves will hear my voice, uh, the voice of God's son, and they will rise again. Those who have done good will rise to experience eternal life. And those who have continued in evil will rise to experience judgment. I can do nothing of my own. I judge as God tells me. Therefore, my judgment is just because I carry out the will of the one who sent me, not my own will. Amen. And we're going to stop right here just through the time restraints. We're going to pick up right here next time. But again, Jesus in this right here that we went over today, Jesus is, is affirming that he is God. He is God, the son. Amen. And they didn't like this. They didn't like the fact that he was making himself equal to God. But Jesus shows us that he is God. He truly is God. Amen. So this is where we're going to wrap. This is where we're going to wrap it up today. Uh, I pray that this has truly blessed you. And I'm so excited to pick up at verse 31 to continue this this uh, teaching. Amen. Um, I pray that this has truly blessed you. It has truly blessed me. It has been a joy to dive into the word and to read it with you all. Amen. And I pray that even, even as you, you know, tune in with me to, to read through the Bible, I pray that you develop your own personal time with the word of God yourself. Amen. Start somewhere. Start with five minutes. Start 10 minutes, 15 minutes a day. Start somewhere and let the Lord grow you in this. Amen. This word is life. This word is truth. This word will be so beneficial to your life as a believer. Amen. And God will teach you. God will show you these things. God will give you revelation and understanding. Amen. So I just pray that this has truly blessed you all. I'm so excited for part nine that will be coming out very soon. And I love you all. And I will see you all next time. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.